0: Coming up on the Joyful Learning Pod.
1: I was watching some journalers who were saying, oh, I'm so behind or I'm not current. And I thought, oh, I can't be more behind in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have enough things that I'm behind in. I This is going to be joyful for me. So what structure or system can I put in place that will make me want to do this and not feel overwhelmed? So I decided whatever number of pages I do, that's what I do.
0: I am very excited to be here with two very special guests. They are both colleagues and friends of mine. We have Jill Daly and Shannon McNeese and I am going to give a little bit of an introduction about who they are and how we are all connected. And then I am going to turn it over and let them talk all about the joy of junk journaling, which is the topic for today's episode. So uh, Jill Daly is an elementary teacher librarian in West Hartford. She is a children's poet. She is a mixed media artist and a journaler. And I work with her in our district, as does Shannon McNeese. And Shannon is a middle school library media specialist, a self-identified tech geek, a maker, a thrifter, a reader, and a mom. And I'm just so grateful that both of you have taken time to chat with me today about this really fun topic of junk journaling. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: All right, so let's start with Jill. Jill, could you give our listeners a definition of what is junk journaling and talk a little bit about how you got started into this whole thing? Sure, I
1: would love to. So first of all, thanks for having us because the joy of junk journaling is close to my heart, but the joy of learning is equally there. (laughs) It's part of who we are as well, and I'm just happy to be a part of this podcast, so Sharing the joy with you, Melissa and Shannon. <laughs> um, and I laugh all the time and I have a YouTube channel we'll get to later and I giggle and I can't help it. <laughs> it's just so may have to edit some of that out. I don't know. <laughs>
0: No, your, your uh, laugh is infectious. Right. So it, it, does, it definitely brings me joy and I'm sure. it Okay.
1: It too. So junk journaling, I don't have a hard and fast definition and I'm sure out there in the world of junk journalers, there's quite a spectrum of junk journaling and definitions, but one of the definitions I've heard is that it's almost the um, rebellion to scrapbooking. It, Yeah, I know. And it's so funny because they're, to me, they're really siblings and maybe they're just siblings that fight a little bit. (laughs) Like most siblings do. They get along and then they argue. So I think the argument was only, and I I don't know, quick Google search, right? Someone will do a better job with this than I do. But it really was kind of back in 2008, 2010-ish, that a lot of the scrapbooking industry was really pricey. And so a lot of people who wanted to do memory keeping, which really is the heart of scrapbooking, especially about your family or your hobbies or whatever, decided that there must be a better way. There must be other ways. So then junk journaling went the complete opposite with literally trash, junk, things that you would put in the recycle bin, be done with. And then it grew from there because it just... I don't know, lit on fire where anyone who wanted to jump in with a creative heart and open mind kind of started. And now junk journaling, you can't pin it down. It's origins might've been trash and I certainly put my tea bags and my latest candy wrapper, (laughs) which there's quite a few after the holidays in in my junk journal but there's all sorts of other scrapbooking paper right things from the craft store vintage pieces for thrifters like Shannon McNeese and (laughs) all sorts of other paper goodies so I guess the foundation of it is paper crafting and wherever you fall in that category you can make a junk journal
0: Awesome. No, that is. And I did a little bit of um, research prior to us chatting. And I've been a scrapbooker for my whole life. I've been a maker for as long as I can remember. So I've never done an actual junk journal. But until I never even heard of that until you and Shannon started talking about it. I, about two years ago now, I remember being together at a meeting and having this conversation and hearing about your YouTube channel, which I'm you're going to tell us all about in Hi. a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Well, go ahead. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: I didn't. So I started uh, well before just, you know, at my kitchen table and watching YouTube. So the origin, my origins, I feel like that's really a strong word. I just started one day looking at YouTube, other people, and they're sharing. And again, it's such a wonderful community that there are so many YouTubers and people on Instagram. Everybody shares. And they share in their own unique way. So guess what happened? We all know we have lived through 2020 in a unique way. And so I started in 2020 remote teaching with you, wonderful colleagues. And I had the worst internet connection ever. It was terrible. The, my meetings were dropping, all the things with students and staff. And so I had to get better internet. And with that came YouTube TV. (laughs) So actually I survived a lot of bad internet for a long time. The YouTube TV kind of came in at the very end, like May or June of 2020. And what I decided was this, um, to look at YouTube TV instead of, you know, on my computer was so much more convenient on my TV. So I started to click through channels and I came upon one that just spoke to my heart right away. Her name is Joey DeFee. In the and she's out of UK and what she was doing was taking old books, hello librarians, that were, <laughs> you know, falling apart, water damaged, spines breaking and creating junk journals from them. And I thought, "Oh my goodness, because I'm a I've been a paper person and a crafter and a maker just like both of you for a very long time. And I thought, she's speaking my language. And by the way, just aside, I had, she didn't say her name a few times and I was reading it. So for the first week or two, I was like, and I'm learning junk journaling from Joie de <laughs> <laughs> And I felt so fancy. <clears throat> she's lovely. And her, but her name. Could you actually spell yes. her name for people who are listening? Yes, so it's J-O-I-E. So that's where I struggled with the pronunciation. I didn't hear her at first say her name, D-E space F-I. So she was using books and right there that spoke to me as a librarian and she was altering books, using book pages, and then she was painting on them using pen and ink, drawing, and they were simply bound with string. And I thought, I can handle that. I can do this. So she was my sort of entry into the world of junk journaling. And there's now I I subscribe to over a hundred channels. You Once you go on YouTube, you, you you can set up a feed and then you can see the latest video pops in and you know, you can pick, you can live on YouTube for a very long time as a junk journaler, <laughs> Alice in the rabbit hole for sure.
0: Well, and one of the things that um, what you just said made me think of as librarians, we are curators and you have just described how to manage a very overwhelming resource by using some of the tools within that resource to follow certain channels and to get their feeds and to make playlists. So that's also something cool that I think we've all learned how to do much better since we've been kind of forced to do a lot of our content online and find really quality content for our learners and people in our lives. Absolutely. so thank you. So let's turn it over a little bit to Shannon now. She is our second um, guest speaker and um, Shannon and I are very, very good friends. We are co-workers. We are on the same team for middle school librarians and I don't know, Shannon, what I would do without you. And I'm not saying that lightly. Um, I just appreciate everything that you bring to my life and I am very excited to be a co-maker with you and tell us a little bit about your journey because I know Jill is a very important part of how you have gotten really into junk journaling.
2: Yeah, so exactly like you described it, we were at a library meeting and Jill was telling us about her new passion and later her YouTube channel. I think first she was just describing what she'd been doing and maybe she brought a little sample. I remember we had this like double envelope thing we were making Um, and I was completely obsessed. Like most people, I had been a scrapbooker for 18 years. and I had all kinds of stuff, but my kids are big. So I hadn't been doing a lot of scrapbooking, um, but I had all the stuff. So when Jill started showing all the cool, fun things you could do, I immediately started watching her channel. I look forward to a new video every Saturday. Um, she does giggle a lot. It's like just such a joyful channel. And I have watched a lot now. I've gone down the rabbit hole. Thank you, Jill. i watched a lot of channels. Jill's is, is still my favorite. Um, And I just started with a composition book like Jill had been showing in her videos and just started gluing down papers that I loved and book pages and book pictures. And I had done some watercolor stuff and didn't have anyone to put it. So I stuck it in the book. And that of course led to a really, really creative journey of making notebooks, making junk journals, making all kinds of paper ephemera, which has always been a passion for me.
0: That's awesome. And um, one of the questions that I'm going to ask both of you to kind of continue this. So Shannon, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Jill. So how have your journals changed over time? Because Shannon, you've shared a couple that you have done more recently and I've been blown away by just how amazing they are. So kind of talk a little bit about um, how you've evolved and kind of changed over time.
2: So at first it was just a passion project, just trying to pick up some of the stuff Jill was showing on her channel, like finding ephemera from everyday life and things that we loved and needed a place to stick. Um, But then when I started making little junk journals out of little golden books, um, I've done now all kinds of bindings. I have a cinch binder that does like a spiral bind. I've done sewing bindings. I've done loose bindings, which are elastic. again, YouTube is such a great resource. I've learned lots of techniques for making pockets and making cards. And Melissa, um, I just started using my Cricut to make some Mm -hmm. ephemera to add to the journal. So it really has been such a fun evolution.
1: That's awesome. Jill, what about you? My very first one was an altered book. So my librarian heart sings for that. (laughs) And I was just trying to play with paper. And I think one of the distinctions I see, I was journaling writing journaling with nothing else um because i love creative writing i know you talked about poetry and other things obviously love children's books and all of those things so in um there's a book the artist way by julia cameron and it's really all about your artistic soul and self and putting that on the page and doing brain dumps and morning pages and i was kind of doing something like that in 2019 And then again, when the junk journaling rose to the top of uh, my interest, I just started to alter books. And I think the thing is about junk journaling, it's not flat journaling. In other words, you have pockets, you put in the ephemera, you make little tags and tuck spots, and it's really interactive. Which I think down the road, even though my channel is really exclusively for grownups, Jelly Bean Studio, and we're talking to a grownup audience today, we're also talking to learners and makers who share with children. And it's so adaptable. And I think so it'll be something that I think can be so interesting in a maker space for kids. Uh, and like everything else, the materials I use are not necessarily art and kid friendly. So you just, you just adapt it. But anyways, I made an altered book and I just remember when I was done, I would just open it up and play with it. (laughs) I made a pocket. I made a tuck spot. I drew, I doodled a little picture. I collaged something and it didn't have really any other purpose. Just, I wanted to play with paper. And then as time has gone on, this evolution you talked about, you really kind of pick what you wanna do. There are so many options. There are people who do travel journals, gratitude journals, reading journals. Like you pick your topic, you can insert it. Mine are sort of everyday life, memory keeping. I like the idea of what I call artful memory keeping. So I wanna collage a little. I wanna play with watercolor. But I'm still writing down on Monday, I had lunch with my friend and I'm, I'm journaling what's going on in my everyday life. And, you know, I, I, like I say, stick in a lot of candy wrappers. (laughs) So I think it's evolved. And then in terms of structure, you can do anything. And I like to play. I've done paper bag journals. I've, um, I'm back into composition notebooks love composition notebooks. They're one of the easiest way to start because you have the structure there. You can make things out of boxes, packaging. And I think, um, right now I'm at a point where there's something called junk journal, January. It's a big collab Mm -hmm. and it's hosted by Meg at Meg journals on YouTube and Instagram. And you can do any sort of journal you want. And she sets out prompts for the month, and there's a lot of other junk journal artists this year, so it's new. It's in its fifth year. And so for this one, get ready, I it's basically, it's a comp notebook that I took apart for the cover, but I decided I saw another YouTuber cut up a pair of jeans. And I know our viewers can't see it now, but uh, our listeners can't see it, but... I, I cut a pocket of my blue jeans and that's on the cover. <laughs> so you can add that's fabric awesome. and scraps and yes, these blue jeans were a little bit tight, especially after the holidays. <laughs> and all the candy wrappers. Those candy wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've evolved to play with more materials and I usually do a couple journals during the month. I like to play, do a prompt journal And then my everyday sort of journal. And lately it's been a composition notebook.
0: Oh my gosh. So many things. So many things that I wrote down. I I saw Shannon taking some notes also. (laughs) Um, And just for our listeners, one of the goals is I'm going to try to put um, some extra content either on our YouTube channel if um, we'll link Jill's uh, YouTube channel in the show notes for sure so you can check out all of her videos. And then... Shannon has recorded a couple of different things that she's working on. So we'll try to put that somewhere where people can see because until I saw a physical kind of product I've done, I've been a scrapbooker my whole life too, but I had a hard time kind of visualizing. And once you see it, Oh my gosh, like you just want to know how they did it and find time to do it yourself because it's just so much fun and it's just so creative. Um, And one thing I want to connect back to throw back to Shannon is, Jill, in the beginning of that that part that you just shared, you had mentioned that even though you do a lot of things for adults and this podcast really is, you know, like an adult audience, that you're always thinking about how to connect it into a makerspace or how we can bring it back to kids. And for us, we're all librarians. So with our students and Shannon, you've done some of that with your makerspace in your middle school. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and if you have plans for future projects?
2: Absolutely. So December was paperama because it's easy and there's so many things you can do, cut snowflakes, et cetera. But I did have a station for make your own notebooks. um, And I was showing kids how simple you can find any kind of papers, fold them together, put two staples in and make your own notebook. Um, and that led to some eighth grade girls asking, could we do lunch crafting? And so we started doing altered books together. I love it. I got some fun papers. I showed them some, some videos and we sat together and we all started altering books and they come every Tuesday and we do a new page every Tuesday. It gives me so much joy to be able to share it with the kids and also to get to do it <laughs> and work um, and to reuse old books. It's, it's, it's really play. And play is so important in everyone's lives. And so the more I can spread the play, the the happier it makes me.
0: That is awesome. And I think you said you had some photos of some of the stuff you've been doing. I did. I linked them. Yeah. So we will share that in the show notes as well. So people
1: can kind of get an idea. I love that. And I think an easy entry point, because I'm in an elementary school with a fixed schedule, So we have to rotate through stations every once in a while, but we have, you know, very busy library like everybody else. But Earth Day in April is a really nice entry point for recycling and having kids repurpose things. So the, you know, the books, paper bag journals, envelope journals, have them collect their trash and there are people who now call the original junk journals trashies. <laughs> trashies. trashies. So love it. I can just see, and I know in our rotation in April, we will be trying some too. So it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And elementary school kids can definitely tackle it. And, and I love what you're doing, Shannon, with the older kids. I think altered books are fantastic. And yeah so try some trashies in in April Earth Day.
0: <laughs> I
2: love I that so much. Yeah,
1: I do too. And I think upcycling is
0: something that I know Shannon and I do a lot of that in our maker spaces and even in my own life. Um, we've us three have talked about we all have a lot of stuff yeah. and and we, it's hard to throw things away. And so it's always really nice to find another use that is going to be something that it becomes beautiful. You take your junk and you turn it into something, you know, really connected to your own life. And and I think the kids, it's a good lesson for everybody to be able to do that. So that's a great idea. I love that. So junk journaling January. I wrote that yes. down. I'm very excited about that. And I do love that idea of connecting some activities in April with Earth Day. And just
1: so. to add, a lot of junk journals are sewn, hand-sewn. But for kids, if that's not possible, you can take a piece of yarn There's and string. There are tons of no-sew junk journals that you can do. And if you want that little library edge of talking about the spine of a book, the spine of a junk journal, a signature, like the parts, the parts of a book, content, you know, all of those things, it's a really, it's open-ended for kids, what content they could put in. It can be as personal as a diary or could actually even be a project, like a research project. So yeah, lots for kids. Very exciting.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, and one um, inspirational idea that I've had since we've started talking is I have always wanted a creative way to keep track of the books I read. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really cool project for me in my own life is just to every time I finish a book to have a small little page about it and just use some of my my old craft stuff that's laying around and what a cool way to look back at your year as a reader as well so very cool Um, so another question I have is for everybody out there listening I know that if they are at all interested in crafts on any level they are so excited and can't wait to get started So what advice do each of you have? If somebody is brand new, they may have been a scrapbooker, but they don't really know how to jump into the junk journaling. What are a couple steps that they can take to slowly kind of work their way towards, you know, gathering some materials and and getting started? So Shannon, do you want to start and then we'll go to Jill?
2: Sure. I would say just take a good look around your house. Everybody has papers, (laughs) things that we throw in recycling, things that, old magazines, old newspapers. You can pretty much start with anything. You just have to sort of gather some papers together and fold them in half at some size. Um, you could even bind it with an elastic band to start. Just use that as your spine when you're getting started to keep it together or some paper clips. Um, mostly it's don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to try because there's no failing. You're just being creative. I mean, Jill even showed me one of the first things that, that I did is Jill showed me how to t- tape or glue two envelopes together and it made this little opening where there were pockets on the inside and so you could just decorate the cover and decorate the back cover and the insides and you have these cute little book that has two pockets start simple and don't try not to get overwhelmed and and definitely try to use what you have
1: yeah i completely agree with that i think looking around if you have just grab five pieces of paper try to grab excuse me anything that is a little bit scrappy that you might throw away and look at it a little bit differently but an envelope is a great thing to flap on and then the only other supplies you really need is a pen a glue stick is always a great way to start and a ruler you know if you do um rulers are also by the way great for tearing papers you can rip a lot i like to rip more than cut Um, maybe a pair of scissors and string or elastic band just like and once you fold you'll realize right away you, you have you have a book structure you have a journal structure and then of course you'll find your favorite youtuber or instagrammer or some social media site or platform and for me it was joey who struck a chord with me and once you find you know you'll look through a bunch of people doing the styles that they do, which are all unique and special to them. And you'll find a person that you want to kind of emulate or, you know, try out their style and you'll be, you'll be off and running like Shannon and I. (laughs) So yeah, very simple to start. And, and think about two, one or two things a week that you want to jot down. So many people say, I don't have something to write about or whatever it is, but maybe you went to a movie, glue down the ticket. You went to the grocery store, you bought your favorite you know, drink or dessert, peel off the label. It's really sort of in everyday things, in memory keeping, take a pic, put it in. I tend to actually not put a lot of pictures in my journal. I tend to want to do more art. A lot of people take pictures and put it in their journal. So I do, I do like, and I do like the idea of everyday things, everyday life, becomes one of the most important memories that you can record. One of the sweetest things I like is my mom on Tuesdays. She's 88 years old, and she'll go and buy us chicken parmesan, and I'll be working, and I'll get a little note on the counter, and it's in the fridge. And it will say chicken parm in the fridge, love mom. And I glue that right down to the page because it's in my mom's handwriting. And I think handwriting is another sweet thing to keep. And I, it's so, you know, it's like a fingerprint to me. It's so unique to the person. So yeah, lots of special things, everyday things. You'll be surprised when you start opening your eyes, you'll all of a sudden discover. And then one more thing because I'm clearly on this topic, ladies, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. But your family members will start to notice and they'll hand you the funniest things. They'll hand you, you know, little Debbie snack cakes, and they'll go, do you want this in your journal? (laughs) So, yeah. I love that. Well, and
0: again, something that struck a chord is finding the everyday things, you know, the everything that happens, sometimes we are so inundated with just life and stress and we don't stop to really just reflect briefly on things. I think you have really made me want to do that because I think personally, I've been struggling with a lot of things this last year, you know, work is hard, home is hard, life is hard. And I think that sitting down for even five minutes to just kind of take a breath and think about one thing that happened today and having some kind of tangible, um, ephemera, right? Is that how you say the word? Um, to have something that represents that event for that day. And then you look back in a year. Wow. Like that is that, like you, that just is the coolest thing. I think, um, did you actually, Jill, did you keep a regular kind of junk journal when we were home
1: in quarantine? What happened is, so when you say regular, everybody's going to find their rhythm and their pattern in their practice. I actually don't journal every day and I don't have daily entries. I like to say I do two to four entries a week. That way, mm-hmm. I was watching some journalers who were saying, oh, I'm so behind or I'm not current. And I thought, oh, I can't be more behind in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have enough things that I'm behind in. I This is gonna be joyful for me. So what structure or system can I put in place that will make me wanna do this and not feel overwhelmed. So I decided whatever number of pages I do, that's what I do. Two to four pages a week, I kinda of do an overview. Now some journalers are daily journalers. You know, They do it for 15 minutes a day or whatever it is. So I highly recommend going in lightly and picking if, if you do it a few times a week, One tip also is if you have a table or place, you can leave it open. I found it much more inviting if I left it open that way. And I put some pretty papers next to it. Even if I didn't have time, I would just gather my little piles. I have piles of everything. And that way I go over for a few minutes when I had time. So, and then I didn't start sharing the first year, 2020 at all in July, 2021, is when I started to share on YouTube, Jelly Bean Studio. And it took me a while. You know, my first videos were just, you know, seven or eight minutes. And I also decided you make some, I know Shannon's saying yours are private journals, since mine are, you know, pretty public on YouTube. I decided my writing was always going to be what you call hidden journaling. I wasn't going to put... 90% of what I wrote on the physical page that people could see, I was going to tuck it on a piece of notebook paper and stick it in a pocket. So that way I still had that level of public private in my journal. And yeah, I could still share some fun art that others might want to do or try. So I think that's another thing too. Your journal can be um, a very private thing for you you don't ever have to share it publicly or if you do there are ways to kind of get around how much you want to share. Shannon
0: did yeah. you want to add anything to that?
2: Yeah just I, I just would like to share that I don't actually write anything ever um, I don't journal in my journals I do them purely for the visual um, I will confess though you did say in my intro I am kind of a tech geek I did get a sprocket for Christmas Ooh. So that I can print little stickers from my phone because my my photos live in my phone. I don't I don't get photos printed much anymore. But I have cute pets. I have beautiful children. <laughs> just the Christmas decorations. So I did print out some stuff on the sprocket and add it to the journals. So I think that might be more of a way for me to kind of keep some things happening in my life in my journals. Um, I am also just Jill made me think of something. I. I did lose my mom in April, but as the Christmas season has unfolded, I've come across lots of things with her handwriting on it. And so I'm thinking I might start a separate junk journal, just sort of a tribute to my mom to keep track of, keep a place to stick all those beautiful notes that she wrote us all over the years.
0: That's Um, a
1: beautiful idea.
2: Yeah. I think that would be a lovely way to start the the year.
0: I agree. And I think it would be really good for you, you know, like, just because it's hard to deal with something like that and to process. And I think that is very, very special. Um, And Jill, thank you for giving all of us permission to not make this one more thing we have to do, but (laughs) we can, it's on our terms. It's whatever it is. And it's really the process is, you know, Shannon, and you have very different styles and you both have like amazing things that you have as a result. And I can see how important it is to you because whenever we get together for a meeting, that is the first thing that we all talk about. (laughs) So um, I just am so grateful for you sharing, both of you sharing yourselves with us. And um, there's one more question that came up that um, Carrie, my producer is always really great at helping me come up with the questions. And mostly she came up with a lot of these questions and you guys answered some questions just naturally in our flow of conversation. We didn't even have to ask them. Um, But one question that Carrie was curious about, and I really like this question, and I kind of have an idea maybe, but do you work on only one journal at a time, or do you have several themed journals going on at the same time?
1: For me, I am in multiple journals. So that's, it's definitely a challenge. So when I say a challenge journal, like junk journal January, that's another creator sharing prompts. And a prompt might be something like, uh, I don't know, add coffee coffee or tea dyeing to your page. Things like that. Make a tag with a bird on it. Thing, things like that. So I try to keep that separate. I was talking to another YouTuber recently about how even prompt challenges that are daily challenges can start to, you start to feel that push of, ooh, this is, this is a lot. So I have this separate art journal that I'm kind of calling an anytime art journal where I can't do all the prompts that these wonderful creators are putting out there, but I maybe could do two to five of them. And I definitely have committed to junk journal January. So currently I have junk journal January, and I'm going to do as many of the prompts as I can get to in a separate journal. And then I have my creative composition notebook, that I was iffy if I was going to do it. In fact, in my last video, I said, I probably wasn't, but you know, what a difference a day makes. (laughs) And I think I am because I was starting to look at, oh boy, a lot of prompts are going to be in this journal, but my everyday life and memory keeping is so important to me. I'm going to, so I'm actually prepping another composition notebook. So yeah, I usually work into Sometimes I'll go bananas and pajamas and I'll work in a third because something inspires me, but usually I have a couple going. Awesome.
2: And I mostly do one at a time. I was really into the one I was doing for myself. And then I started making Christmas gifts for people. So I really spent a lot of time um, practicing a little golden book, Christmas junk journal, and then making one for a friend, which I gave her yesterday. Um, I did do a video walkthrough of it, if you'd like to share that. But now I'm not sure what's next. I may go back to my own. I may work on one for my mom. I haven't haven't crossed that bridge yet, but I'm excited to just play with all the fun stuff. I love
1: little golden books. That is another great way to do a journal. And if you Google that, you will find so many examples. And Shannon's examples are adorable. And there's so many different ways to bind them and play in them they can be holiday themed they can be everyday journals that's oh, Shannon I'm excited because I don't think I've seen the latest of yours so I'm going to watch that video
0: (laughs) very awesome well and I have to say I was a benefit beneficiary of one of Shannon's junk journal gifts for the holidays and it was golden girls themed oh which I am a very big fan of all things Golden Girls. I actually started rewatching the entire series again yesterday as I'm doing my sewing up in my crafting room. So um, the one last thing I want to ask, is there anything I didn't ask that either one of you wants to share something?
1: Um, I, I think probably two things. One is that jump in if you're new, really, you're going to find through practicing and watching and all the sharing that goes on that the junk journal community is open and welcoming. And there's so many options. Everybody does it in their own unique way. You will find your own unique way. Start small and then you're built because now, you know, I'm two and a half years in and I had no idea I would be where I am now. And then one of the things is too, that you don't know where it will take you. So right now I'm actually doing a lot of junk journalers do printables and that's when you can buy on people's Etsy shops or other sites, their work, and you can put them in your journals. You can you know, print them out, color copies, cut them out. So I just started, that's my next joy of junk journaling in the fall, I started to make little doodles and collage pages. And the biggest thrill for me was when I saw other journalers downloading them, I have like, it's called Kofi. It's like a little coffee cup app in your banner. And I just loaded them for free. I wanted to see how and if <laughs> anyone, you know, decided to download them. And then I started to see journalers on YouTube channels here and there on a page, you know, they'll tag you and use, I just did like little gingerbread cookies and cookie girls for the holidays and use them on their pages. And it that to me is such a joy to be able to then see your artwork on someone else's page, even if it's a little gingerbread doodle. So yeah, it's a community of sharing and so many resources. So jump right in and you you won't know where it will take you.
0: And I would
2: just say that you know, we don't have to commit to watching a 20-minute YouTube video. I find a lot of content on Instagram, a lot of content on TikTok. So wherever you sort of live, you know, look for some some inspiration. Jill's work is so colorful and vibrant and I just really recommend that everybody check out her channel because it it is so joyful and vibrant and beautiful and inspirational. So thank you Jill for sharing because I really wouldn't have gone down this path if you hadn't been sharing. Oh, well
1: thank you. And it's so nice to be together. And also if color is not your jam, there are so many vintage style and thrifters like Shannon who also pull in all of those vintage pieces that you can find somebody in whatever style or color palette that you enjoy. And uh, I really appreciate now hearing about you two and what you are doing and what you're considering doing.
0: Well, it is very, very exciting to be together, like you said, Jill, and to hear all of the different ideas bouncing back and forth and just um, being able to share our passion and our joy for making and creating And just to wrap up in the last minute or two, would each of you just share once more for our listeners how they can
1: find you on social media? Um, So, Jill. Yeah, so I have an active, very active YouTube channel and a lightly active Instagram. (laughs) I'm hoping to pick that up during Junk Journal January. So I'm at Jilly. Bean Studio, J I L L Y B E A N S T U D I O, Jelly Bean Studio on YouTube. That's kind of my regular jam with junk journaling, and it is the same on Instagram.
2: So, I, um, my main side hustle (laughs) is um, thrifting and reselling, and I am um, Shannon McNeese on Instagram. Uh, it might be orange owl thrift. I'll make sure Melissa puts it in the notes. Um, I don't really share my junk journaling stuff yet, but maybe I will be inspired um, to start sharing. this. Maybe I can have a guest. (laughs) That would be lovely.
0: I love it. We'll stay tuned for sure. So thank you again, both for taking time out of your busy day and your vacation to have this conversation. It is so exciting and very inspirational. I can't wait to get started. I think I might do a little bit something when we get offline.
1: Well, and thank (laughs) Thank you so much for this podcast. Another way to connect joyful learning with everyone. We really appreciate you, Melissa. Yes. Thank you for having us.